nearly good afternoon, still good morning. Trace Fowler, Reed Mouse. How we doing, boys? Time for a little box lunch today. That's right. I'm always doing great. Always? For the most part. Yeah, I really am. I'll tell you why. I had a thought over the weekend about Saturday. I'm being serious for a minute, not to get too sentimental. But on Saturday night, when all of those things were happening at once, you had LSU obviously upsetting Alabama. You had Dusty getting his, his World Series yep. championship that he's been trying to get since mm -hmm. before we were born, it seems like. And I just thought back to COVID. And when we had no sports, we were sitting on our couches. Everybody's freaking out. The world's going to end. And it's like, damn, this is, this, is, this is nice to be living again. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up, Trace. And by the way, uh, I knew there was one other guy. Anonymous, thank you. Barry Switzer was the other with Pete Carroll and um, Jimmy Johnson. You know, it, it's interesting you bring that up because um, one of the dads that I was around at Dad's Weekend at TCU is a gym owner. So he owns two gyms where you mm -hmm. go work out. You know, you, got, you, you hire up your, your, your uh, staff and that kind of thing. Well... He's in New York. His business completely ruined yeah. because of all the shutdown that, that took the first place thing. of that state in New York. And, and he was sharing with me the, uh, the other day. He said the second his last kid gets out of high school, which is this year, he said he is running so far from the state of New York, he can't see straight because of what they did in shutting everything down. And we were lucky in Ohio. We had games still, high school football games yeah, we were still we playing did. in Ohio. Not to be in, funny, in Illinois but, and New York, some of these places, they didn't even play games. Yeah, if, if they did not play games during COVID, I'm not even being facetious or funny. I genuinely don't know if Chatterbox makes it. I believe. I think everybody would believe that. I mean, we were trying to cover high school sports at the time. We were small. We're still year. obviously a relatively small company, but we've right. grown. I'm not going to sit here and lie. We've grown. And, yeah, if they shut everything down on us, we would have probably been goodbye. Yeah. Which I mean, is wild had, to think about. No doubt. You had all those kids, all those kids in New York, Illinois, among others. That you, I mean, anyway, okay. So what's coming up today here? What do you uh, got going on? Am I getting graded again today? Yeah, yeah starting we're going to grade you. Absolutely. Week. We're going we're gonna to grade you a little bit. For, I'll let Reed start this time because go I, ahead, I got Reed. one thing. Go I only ahead. got one thing. Well, I mean – you know, I don't want to be a stickler for, for Q's and A's, but did, does Pete Carroll's national championship still count? That's a legitimate question. So it's that's, a legitimate question. I, I think at the same two, time you two? could probably wonder about Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> right, too. I guess you're right, I guess. But <laughs> Pete Carroll's actually, uh, actually came off. You guys were also talking about, and I mentioned this in the chat, you guys were talking about Xavier getting a, a football program. Right. This is a fun story about a Hamiltonian, Jim Tracy. One of the all-time great guys. He's great. He actually went to Xavier to play football, and the program disbanded his freshman year, and he, was, he wasn't going to play baseball or anything. Program disbanded. He wanted to go play college sports, went to Marietta College yep. Baseball, and the rest is history. He became an MLB manager and everything like that. So just a fun little note. That's, about a, very, that's a great little note, and that is one of my favorite people, and I'm he's sure you feel the same. There's not a better guy in the he's world great. than Jim Tracy. He's, he's amazing. He's awesome. All right, when you were talking to Doherty, you said, and, and maybe I'm paraphrasing this wrong, you, you asked him that it seems likely that Michigan and Ohio State are both going to get into the college football playoff. No, it's not what I said. I said it's okay. unfortunate that they play at the end of the season okay. every year because the loser, and gotcha. talking about it's not if you lose, oftentimes it's when you sure. lose. And I'm saying that this year, both of those teams, without a doubt, are two of the top four teams in the country. There's mm -hmm. no question about it. And one of them is going to win 
one of them is going to lose. And because it's the last week of the regular season, the loser of that game, in my opinion, has a very strong chance of dropping out of that top four when they probably should be in that top four. Do you think Clemson has enough? No. Has enough runway now that they've lost here? They're in week, done. Whatever? They're, they're done. done. They, they're not, they're not, not only lost, they look terrible. Mm. They don't have a quarterback. The quarterback's awful. I mean, he's awful. I hate saying it. You know, I'm not going to say that about a college kid. The quarterback <laughs> Why <not>? is not. <laughs> Why the not? Quarterback hey. is not the quarterback is not. And, and Dabo knows it. Yeah. I mean, he replaced him in the game against Syracuse. He brings in the other kid the other night when they're getting shellacked. He throws one pass. He gets intercepted. Back he goes to the bench. The, the, the kid who's in there now might come back. He's got two years left. So he might come back and be a really good player. But if there was debate, and everybody always had that great debate, and we're not talking about pro quarterbacks now. We're talking about college quarterbacks. There was that great debate two years ago. The three best places you would want to go play quarterback would be either Ryan Day at Ohio State, Lincoln Riley then at Oklahoma mm -hmm. now at USC, or Dabo. Well, it's two years in a row now, and, and Clemson ain't getting it done at quarterback. Yeah, it's, it seems long time away from Deshaun Watson and, and Trevor Lawrence no winning kidding. some ball games down there. No. Got to, turns, got out good, center. turns out good players help to, to sure. win games yes, when you got sure. guys like Deshaun but Watson and Trevor Lawrence. So they saying, do, but I think there's times where, you, where, where we elevate some of these quarterbacks at bigger programs and we think that they're better than they really are. I, I genuinely think that that happens more times than not. And the style of play that happens at some of these programs lends itself to make some of these quarterbacks appear like they're better quarterbacks than they truly right. are just based off what they're asked to do. Hendon Hooker, and I'm not going to crush the guy on here too much, but I do, think that, I do think that there's some of that with Hendon Hooker. I mean, he plays in a style of offense that allows him to throw passes to guys that are wide open. When he's got to throw passes to guys that aren't wide open, things change a little yes, bit. Yes, they do. Now, that having said that, I got one thing for you, and I know that Paul's Ooh. been bringing this up Ooh. time to time. I want to know what you have against Oregon because I don't understand where this narrative is about Oregon. Like, just because they play one bad week with a brand-new quarterback and a brand-new system with a brand-new head coach week one in Atlanta playing against the national champions, arguably the best team in college football, how, at what point do we change our mind and say maybe we need to give Oregon a second look? Okay, here, here's the deal on that, okay? And, and, I, and it's unfair of me to say this, but I think it's a fair point. You have to look, to some extent, at the track record of the league. And Oregon is the very face of that conference when it comes to being a perennial contending college football playoff mm -hmm. team. Every time they've gone to the playoff, they have been humiliated. They played the national championship game against Ohio State, and that was like playing a high school team. Now, you know. But they won a semifinal that year, right? They, they won a semifinal that right. year. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. But the conference – and. and, and we're going to find out soon enough when you stick USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten stinks this year. But we'll find out when those teams like UCLA has to go play Illinois or has to go play Michigan State, right? Who are, mm -hmm. you know, Illinois is having a good year. Michigan State a little down this year. Had a good win this weekend. But, or Penn State, teams like that. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. And so it's almost there's like no way you can make me believe – in a million years, 
and maybe I'm totally wrong, and I probably will be wrong. There's no way that Oregon's one of the top four teams in the country. It's almost like if you made Oregon go into go into Columbus and have to play the Buckeyes. Well, they beat them last year in a regular season. And then they had turned around and lost three Pac-12 games that same they year. They did. So, they did. So I'm just saying, like, you can't, you can't fault them and say they play in a bad conference when the year prior to this, all I heard about was how Ohio State had this prolific offense and they probably possibly run a national they championship. Did, they did a great job. And they went, in, they went into Columbus, they did. smacked that tail. Then they had to go back to their league, that terrible league they play in, supposedly, and they lost three of them. It's a terrible league. They lost three games it's in their league last year. And they turned around and won a Columbus. How, how much do you think of you know the opinion here on the East Coast of the of the Pac-12 is just the fact that we don't watch them? I mean, they, they play it. They play at ten thirty at night. That's a fact. I was out there with the Diamondbacks doing the baseball, and I always harken back. I'll never forget as long as I live. I'd watch the Diamondbacks play all year long. They had Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling in the starting rotation. They had stars everywhere, and when that was decided who would play in the World Series against the Yankees, who, if I'm not mistaken, they were going for three in a row that both, year. And every and single oh, – and I'm living in Arizona now at the time. Every single East Coast paper up and down picked the Yankees in a sweep or Yankees in five. Mm. They weren't watching much of Arizona. I was going for four in a row, too, in 2001. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. The only other thing I have, and obviously Casey sticks around longer, so I won't uh, hold you up, Tom. But uh, I do like I do like how Casey was really concerned about that defensive line from the Panthers. There, they did not play up to the, the standard. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, we know, mean, Casey, meanwhile, we Tom. Watched. Meanwhile, Tom. The week before that, I don't know if you remember, but he was rationalized with Dallas Cowboy names about how why the Browns didn't have a good defensive line. You remember this whole story that he was telling? Casey. I'm just hey, trying to and Paul both have been on the train, and maybe you guys are <laughs> the, on the train. The difference is they have is said game the Browns script, stink, though. and the Browns do not stink. The difference is game script, though. The Bengals came out with a game plan to run the football, and they they delivered on that. They got up early, and as you can see, we we uh, got the basketball game up on one of the TVs so we can watch it nonstop. That seems like a Paul. Paul move. Yeah. Before we go here real quick, go ahead, Casey, forget but, it. But anyways, I just think that the difference between that defensive line and the Browns defensive line, I didn't think that the Carolina Panthers defensive line was necessarily better than the Browns defensive line, but I did think that just based off of how the Bengals came out against the Browns, super pass heavy. They didn't try to run the ball, and they should have. They should have just tried to run it down to the Cleveland's throats, and they could have, but they only tried 10 times. And the difference between the Panthers when they had 10 runs in, the, like, the first drive, I mean, come on. <laughs> it was just a different, different game plan, and they delivered. So, mm. Last comment made here, Trace, and you'll know what he's talking about by our good friend and mine, your good friend and mine, Boom Shakalaka. Says Trace made the boys a ton of money. Yes, he yeah, did. He did. Made, well, I think I'm the only one who yeah. hopped on that. But he, you've been on a roll, pretty good roll this year. Not, not as of late. Okay, right. I mean, I was, okay, I was, on, right. I was on a roll there for a while. But, but Trace goes out and says, I will give you all a $250 free bet as long as you parlay Georgia to cover and the Bengals to win outright. Would have won you four hundred dollars, so you get back to two hundred and sixty or six hundred and fifty bucks. 
And these two guys didn't take the bet. I'll be it was honest. free money. I wasn't available to do it. I was moving. Just take it's 30 minutes to Indiana. Just hop Not on over there. Not from Mason. Okay, it's 40 minutes. I'll be honest. I thought it was a shtick. I got got. I got got. I mean, I got he, got. here's the Grace thing. Is on his he, game. He, here's the thing, though. I told I got Paul. Got. I told Paul it wasn't. I told Paul it wasn't a shtick before the game started. So I don't know where where he he's coming up with these excuses. Here's what happened it. with Paul. He had too much pride. Yeah, he did. He no. said he said what he said in here earlier in the studio. He said, I don't want to I don't want to bet against Tennessee because I like their momentum. I like their football team. They're fun to watch. And I think that it's going to be a fun game come Saturday and I'm going to get to watch them play. And I don't want to be on the wrong side of rooting for the Tennessee Volunteers. And I tried to give these dudes a, just a little bit of money in their pocket over the weekend. And here are the uh, two of them over there with excuses. I'm glad Reed, though. Reed, oh, I, I would have done it. Reed, I absolutely would have done it. Reed I, made his money. I would have done, done it. I would have done it. I would have 100% done it. Well, you didn't. I, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, hindsight's 2020. Of course you would have done it, but you didn't. I would have done it. I was moving. I Can you believe that, Tom? That, that, no, that, I mean, I told these guys I'd take $750 out of my pocket and pay for their bill if they lost a bet. $250 out of three of them. How do you not take that? And, it was a free $400. And I mean, and, and, and it hit. They would have won $400. It was on the show. Bad we got to watch Shatterbox out. content, Brandon. All right, here we go. I'm, I'm That's right. Look at that. Here we go. Looking like Bryce Young. Also, Tom, you can just cut right in front of us. So I feel like you get all, you know, you don't have to be all right, worried can. about it. You ain't ruining this show. That's impossible. Well, do you have any closing thoughts, Tom, that you want to? Take care of yourself and each other. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody have a great rest of your day, fellas. It's all yours. Time Thanks, for the Tom. box lunch. Thanks, Tom. You know, Trace, I want to get this show started off on, on a foot. Right. Go ahead and I just want to say congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs on beating Bobby Moynihan and the Tennessee Volunteers in what has been billed as the most important game in Sanford Stadium history. I mean, think about that. The most important game in your stadium's history is against a team that hasn't meant shit in 24 years, and you're talking about how this is a top-tier program in the Georgia Bulldogs? I mean, Jesus. What are we doing? I like how you took somehow the most dominant performance of the weekend, the one in which everybody realized that maybe playing complimentary football is still a thing. You don't have to go out and try to run 100 plays in a minute. You can actually just run the football, take care of the football. Oh, they, throw they, the they football play hard-nosed pigskin down in the peach state. Well, they won an ass championship last year, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Didn't I they? I mean, I that's, a tough, that's a tough argument to make. Shouldn't now, even, shouldn't I'm even not going to sit here and talk long about playoff. it because I don't think many of our viewers give a rat's ass about Georgia football. Obviously, I'm a fan. At the end of the day, I fear for Ohio State largely because I'm not sure that they can run the football against anybody with a relatively decent front. Um and that's what I've seen. I've seen all these Ohio State fans talking about how they were playing in basically hurricane weather. And they were, to be fair. Um, did I think that there was... Playing at a high school stadium. Idea. You said they were playing at a high school stadium. <laughs> that's wrong. Um, but I just, I concern myself over when you watch Georgia play, they have, they just have a lot of dudes. It's six, seven, eight years worth of high-level recruiting coming to fruition. And Tennessee was a good story until it wasn't. So, um you know, hey, I, when I feel as passionate as I do about the Browns and the, the, the dogs last weekend, mm -hmm. I will let you know again. Um, I don't know if Tom's seen this or not, and we don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but uh, 
TCU is looking like they are in some deep, deep, deep trouble. The crystal ball, the trace fact. Trace at his house has this crystal ball that just sometime, normally right around the time that the betting lines come out, he he looks into this crystal no. ball and yep. then it comes on out and he just he predicts very accurately sometimes who's gonna win who's gonna who's gonna lose i mean my man wasn't even locked in on nfl football so he saw i didn't know they played football on sundays they played football on sundays he was he was out he's already looking forward to the betting lines for next saturday he sends us a text at like 2 30 p.m about college football betting lines we are in the second quarter of the opening to be fair the bengals sunday to be fair the bengals game was over it was well, I, they put in Baker Mayfield in the in the second half. <laughs> Bengals were up thirty-five to nothing. And I was shaking. I was like, we might need oh, some more points man. up on that board. But you made the whole entire list today. To be fair, I got like multitude of things yeah. going on. You know, like juggling juggling around here, trying to trying to do some stuff. So as we go on, some of this stuff's new to me. Let's just jump down to it. Yeah. Saturday night was incredible. Yeah. Two of the two of the legacy programs of our. College football playoff expansion watching, right. which has been what the last someone help me six eight years, years five years, years, eight years, twenty fourteen, fourteen, yeah, and like everyone said, it's been Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, and obviously you mix in sprinkling Georgia and Ohio State, and that's pretty much what you get for for the whole playoff, right. um, Oregon, whatever. But nonetheless, what is wrong with Al- like Alabama? Well, what about got some problems? Yeah, they're they're clearly not the Alabama. That, that, that you're I, used to seeing. I think they have the best quarterback in the country. Yeah, that's personally. not Will Levis, but yeah. <laughs> but I think they have the best quarterback in the country, and they're still this bad. Like, what happens when he leaves the go to the NFL next year? Uh, I was mean, Kirby I, Smart I, behind? Was Kirby Smart the guy behind? behind? Well, what about you? Want to talk was about he a guy behind the? Was it? Was he the one behind the curtain the whole time at Alabama? Brian. What about? I Brian don't know. Kelly? What about so Brian some people Kelly? Are saying. Can we? Can we talk? I mean, this this dude goes down. In the SEC, first year in the SEC. Yeah. And I and, and I don't he doesn't I mean, I mean my honest opinion of Brian Gill, he doesn't seem like a nice human being. Doesn't seem like a good human being. But that being said You don't the, like guys that make guys go on top of forty five. <laughs> the dude seems like he can coach some pitches. When there's a hurricane. His first time playing Nick Saban with a comparable roster, an SEC roster, and he beats him. I mean the dude can coach. First year at LSU. <sighs> Are we are we jumping to conclusions week. a little too quick here though? I mean, I mean, what? I, 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 I mean, are we jumping to a conclusion that Brian Kelly can coach? When Arkansas beats LSU this weekend, are we gonna are we still gonna be on this Brian Kelly bandwagon? Or are we just gonna say it's his first year? I'm just right, I'm just Arkansas, asking. I mean, you don't want to get the you don't want to call the hogs on on box lunch because I'll I'll call them. <laughs> I mean, we'll just we'll just go right into the, the bit hog calling situation. Put that on when the, on the J. The next question I have is, is when when does Davo? start to become a little bit of a fraud the way that he acts and portrays his program. Could not have happened to a more humble guy. Saturday could not have happened to a more humble guy than Dabo Sweeney. When's that going to ever happen? I've been on that train for seven years. I've been out on that clown since 2015. I cannot stand that guy. He, once again, a humble guy. Very humble. Does not like to make things about himself. God, I mean, he's just so, you know, he wants to go on and on about the, the paying the players and everything else and what's good for the program, what's not good for the program. Give me a break. Oh, you talk about I a guy that signals virtues more than Dabo Sweeney. Yes. I mean, just shoehorns 
you know, I mean, gr great things like religion and all these things, but just shoehorns them into conversation. He does. He finds a way to always bring up about how God is on his side. And that irritates me more than anything. Right. You know who else has done that and Ooh. did it in the past? And he's got karma coming for him right now. Uh -oh. Karma by Taylor Swift. Great song. Russell Wilson used to do that all the time. Russell Wilson actually Russell Wilson said, doesn't even seem real at this point. He doesn't seem real. He's a Russell Wilson character. said after after they beat the Packers in the NFC Championship that God just was 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 not going to let them lose that football game and it's like wait a minute here. How does that have anything to do with this football game? Russell Wilson, there's two things about Russell Wilson and I don't want to go into Russell Wilson cuz we're talking about college football, but Russell Wilson either isn't real, like he's a fake human, some sort of some sort of robot out there, or he has absolutely no social media whatsoever because people just have been dogging Russell Wilson. And he turns around, and I don't think he's funny enough to own into the things that he's been getting dogged for, like the Broncos country, let's ride. But he goes out there and plays the worst game of his career and ends it with Broncos country, let's ride. He's talking about, and they're in London, doing – doing calisthenics up and down the aisles in an airplane and just is so tone deaf. All of you had what to people... see was him going through his little no huddle two minute drill yes. on camera. Two hours before the game. You, that's all you needed to see to know everything you need to know about Russell. First think... of all, I was going to say, we don't need to go down this path, but like, do you, do, are we all aware that Marshawn Lynch nor Richard Sherman have his phone number and they played in Super Bowls with this dude? What? Multiple Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. They have to go through his agent to talk to him. Manager. His manager. They have to reach out to his manager. Richard Sherman? Yes. yes. And Marshawn Lynch? Yes. yes. Don't have Russell Wilson's phone number. Correct. Correct. I love how this is news to you. When did – how – No, I mean, how, it was, I mean, it was a couple like weeks a, ago. It, it's, it's not like you missed out on, like, national news, but you kind of <laughs> did. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I mean, no big deal. I'm not surprised. All right. The Let's one thing I will say about Saturday, about, about – uh, Notre Dame beating Clemson is how in the world, Trace, yeah. can you leave the Fighting Irish out of the college football playoff at this point? <laughs> how many teams in, in NCAA have a top four win? Speak to me, Reed. How many teams? You can name them. There's three. <laughs> Your Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> yep, bring it to me. I'm ready. The Tennessee Volunteers yep. and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Those three teams are the only teams that have stamped themselves into college football playoff consideration at this point in time. Well, not, There's going to be more. Not to bust your bubble, but I don't I don't think that uh, Tennessee has any top three wins anymore. Top four. Top four. Alabama was top four when Tennessee played. Is that what we're going to do when they played? Yeah. Because right. Clemson's not going to be top four anymore. That's exactly what I'm doing. All right, they fair. I mean, yeah, if you a lose a point. game, you get pushed out. I have 12 uh, hours uh, to uh, make this argument. <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, obviously it's a bit. I mean, nobody can take the fact that Notre Dame should be anywhere remotely close. They've to the played two top 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 teams. They, they covered one. Who? Syracuse. Ohio State. They covered in that game, okay. and they beat <laughs> and they beat Clemson. Domination. I mean, it was manslaughter up there at Notre Dame Stadium. Manslaughter. God was on Notre Dame's side, as he usually probably <laughs> should be. Are we going to jump to the NFL or NCAA? This is something well. No, let's let's go ahead and get your. You have a tier list, right? You sent a tier sure. list. Sure. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I don't think this tier list is all that crazy, though. This is we'll, this we'll is keep where, it updated. This is where I don't know if we have the, the tier going, list ready or not. It's in your guys' email. Yeah, I'll we, give them no, a we we have it. I think 
All okay. right. The college playoff tier list, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Throw it up. Throw it up there. Trace, it's not very give big. Us, give, us, give us your thought process here. It's relatively are you going to update this? It's relatively simple in my opinion. There's only two teams that can win the national championship. Two teams. Well, typically Either only one whoever, team can be a national nah, champion. Nah, listen. Whoever wins the Ohio State-Michigan game, right, in yeah. Georgia. That's yeah. it. That's the list. Now, as far as everything else, if you want to argue about who should be in, who should be out, that's all cool. I really do think that there's some merit to the Oregon thing. And I also think that Tennessee has a small chance if, this, if there's some teams that lose. Now, you might say, okay, why is, why is TCU down there? They're undefeated right there with, with Clemson. Because Clemson were frauds the whole time. TCU are frauds. Okay, TCU, they're going to lose this weekend at Texas. And then for whatever reason, I got this small little glimmer of hope there for two teams out of the SEC and Ole Miss and LSU. Because LSU... Well, if they I, get in the, they'd have to get in the SEC championship and yeah, win. Right. Yeah, that's correct. the only way they'd get it. How does How does Ole Miss have life here? Ole Miss still, has life because LSU is going to lose to Arkansas this weekend, so they can get into the okay. SEC championship. So then Ole Miss. Right. I mean, let's be SEC honest. Ole Miss and, and, and Ole Miss nor LSU are probably going to beat Georgia, but you got to put them down there. They're, I'm just saying, there's some, there's still some game left. That's all I got for yeah, them. The thing there's, about, there's not a whole lot there to that list that I think is arguable. The thing about Oregon is, is how can they run the gamut? win the Pac-12 and you not put them in. Like, you, you, there's literally no way in which they don't get in. Winning 12 straight games, losing the first game, then winning 12 straight, run the Pac-12, win the Pac-12 championship, beat a USC team in the U.S. I don't, I don't know the divisions over there in the Pac-12, but there's no way if Oregon wins the Pac-12 championship that they wouldn't get in. Great. There's, there's well, no is, it, is it safe to say that Oregon controls their own destiny? destiny? Oregon? Yeah. There's no way in which or, if or, they run the gamut, they, they, there's no way that they don't get in. Oregon? Yeah. I don't want to say there's no way they don't get in. I think the, I think the committee could. Does anyone in the chat think that Oregon one, doesn't control their own destiny? Oregon team Does get anyone... in over a one-loss Clemson team? Yeah, because that okay, would mean they win in. the Pac-12. Yeah. And they're in. Well, I guess Clemson could still win the ACC. Is it safe to say that if Ohio State and Michigan play a close game that they both are in? See, this is where this is a point that Tom made. It'd be too close to. Uh, well, Georgia lost. In, see, but Georgia lost in the SEC championship game last year. Yeah, but they didn't lose. They did. They they went to the SEC championship game. They had to play one more game. Right. But Big Ten's so bad that we're not going to consider the other side for any sure. anything. I I I do think that there's a small chance that Oregon, or excuse me, Ohio State and Michigan both would get in. If I get a call from this number one more time, folks, I'm going to answer right. it live on the air because it's a security system that's worried about the old Hamiltonian being broken into or something. Sure. I'll tell you what. Sure. All right, let's let's talk into something that you you and me got a little heated about behind behind closed doors of this of this studio yeah. before. Right. You think that the NCAA is a better product? Than the NFL. Yes. We're arguing basically our opinion, first of all. Let's get that out of the way. This isn't obviously some guaranteed factual thing that we can sit here and debate about, but I'm going to say this. I think the NCAA is much more enjoyable, and it's much more – you add in the pageantry of the programs, you add in the rituals, you add in the, the atmospheres, you add in the rivalry games, and it's just unique. And every single week, there's always something, in my opinion, every week right, to where it feels like games, one of them's it, bound to be good. Okay, so what? That's part of the product. It's do or die. It's do or die. Every week, there's some game that feels like it's do or die. You will never get that in the NFL, unless you're talking about the very end of the po very end of the regular season where you have to win to get into the postseason. Let's be honest. 
the regular season for the NFL, in my opinion, for the most part, for the most part, is not that what I would call do or die. It just doesn't feel like that. Now, I know that you want to win every game, and yes, right. maybe home field matters, blah, 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 but it's been proven in the playoffs. It's been proven in the postseason that home field isn't all that big of a deal. As a Georgia fan that you are, how often do you get your blood pumping watching Georgia football? Well, how many times a game? How many games a year? Georgia, you're going to get more than likely. You're going to get a crossover game in the SEC West that's going to be relatively competitive, whether that's Alabama or whether that's LSU. That's on occasion. But you have Florida every year. You have Tennessee every year. And then you have the SEC championship. Georgia every year, every year with Tennessee. There's, there's Georgia every year with Tennessee has gotten your blood going. Yes, la oh. even last year when it was like a forty to ten game, you have to go into Neyland Stadium. It's very, very, very you know, hundred and ten thousand, whatever the number is. It's just when Ohio State goes to play at Penn State, do you not think people get excited even though the game was forty two to you're, twenty? You're, you're, you are arguing for the NCAA when you're saying that one of the best, one of the highlights of your year is when you beat a team 45 to 10. Yeah, that terrible. that's exciting to you? That's not exciting. There's, what is what is fun about that? Hang on. So you're arguing you're arguing the atmosphere of these games. Right, he's saying that the what reason about the actual that the game itself. He's saying that the reason that the NCAA is better is everything that isn't the football game. Yeah. That's the reason. That's, that's not reason. true either because there's times where in my opinion that the the, the spread offenses, the nuances of the uh, of the college football game. And you're talking about one program by the way. You're talking about just Georgia, right? I could yeah. probably go back and go through every single week and say, "Man, that was electric. That was an incredible amount of fun. Alabama playing Texas. That was incredibly entertaining." I couldn't even remember who the hell the Packers or the Bengals or whoever other uh, team matters or was playing in the NFL that week. It, it was, it's probably relatively irrelevant because it didn't seem like that big of a deal. At that time and at that moment and that week, that's why I was saying before, the playoffs for college football could ruin some of this because eh, what's it matter if we lose to Alabama or what if, what's it matter if you lose at Texas if you're Alabama because if you just win the SEC West and you win the SEC championship game, you're going to automatically get in. So those games aren't as big of a deal anymore. There's this weird do or die every single week in the NCAA that is just entertaining and fun, and it makes you feel like you're always in some kind of playoff game. Every the, week there's a playoff game in the NCAA. The Bengals, that's... There, there, there is. Only four, like, only four, only six teams can make the playoff. How can you say every week that there is a playoff game atmosphere when you do that? But, but to, to strike your point about... The regular season in the NFL doesn't matter. Did you see what the Browns-Bengals game did to our poor Casey last week? Against a 2-5, and five, a team with a terrible record. And my man Casey, we had to make sure he wasn't looking too closely at the Main Street Bridge here. Well, I know you're, <laughs> I, I, I know you're losing the argument. I know you're losing the argument. Yeah, when, when you have to bring in Casey as a subject point. Hang on, let me wow. let me try I to. I feel like that's a. I feel like Casey's. No, I'm saying that's that's let me let me try to Sheesh. let me try to help Breed out here. So you, he here, needs all the help he can yeah. get. So I would argue, I'm gonna stand up for a second just so I can actually see you. Please. Do. <laughs> I would argue that the NFL is a much better product because you don't know which team is going to win on any given Sunday. Right. Every team is enjoyable to watch 
Are you really seriously considering watching a Ohio State Rutgers game or a an Iowa game or anything like that? That that this weekend. Those are big rivals. That's gonna get your blood pumping. Like you. This Georgia, weekend was. Do everyone favor Georgia? I mean, right. every people bet again. Bet with Tennessee, but everyone knew that Georgia was gonna win that game. Did they? Casey's. So everyone, no, look, Casey. Look, look at everyone. this. Everyone. This is the greatest everyone. week. This is the best week of the season. For for college I can't football, they had one of the best. That I am talking to these guys. This is one of the best weekends that college football has had in forever, because of what happened this past Saturday. And what happened? Two bloodbaths. Clemson just got ransacked by Notre Dame, and Georgia took Tennessee to the woodshed. And this is the best weekend in college football. And you're just gonna the, conveniently leave out the fact that LSU went right. for two and beat. Right, Alabama. that's a great game. Knocked but Alabama the, out of the playoffs. But this is the best college Knocked football. Clemson out of the playoffs. Knocked Tennessee out of the playoffs. It wasn't a good game. It doesn't matter. Those three games in and of itself matter. all had playoff implications. What happened in the NFL this week? Bath. Oh, the Bills, who are going to be in the AFC Championship game, lost to the Jets. they've done that so Big much. whoop. It doesn't matter because the NFL regular season is all hogwash. It's all a mirage. It all doesn't matter. The Bengals, guess what? They're going to go out. They're going to play whatever, how many ever weeks they got remaining, and they're going to get their ass beat in probably the second round because they can't block and they can't run the football. Yes, they can run the football. Joe Mixon can have 12 touchdowns in a game against the Panthers. That's all good, well, and damn and good. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter in the regular season for the NFL for the most part. Outside of those borderline fringe teams, it doesn't matter. If you're a Chiefs fan, go ahead and go to bed. Wake up in the AFC Championship game. If you're a Bills fan, go ahead and go to bed. You can wake up in the AFC Championship game. It doesn't matter. You're, it you're, does not you're, matter. You're saying on, you can go arguing. ahead and you're going to wake up in the AFC Championship game. Meanwhile, the games that mean so much, these regular season games that mean so much, have had two teams take up two of the four slots for the past eight years in Clemson and Alabama. What I'm trying to explain is— And Georgia's is, there too. If they can, you can fall asleep and wake up in, in January in the college football playoffs. Okay, and if you're missing the point here, it's that every week that can get taken away from you immediately. Do you think Alabama but fans? It do you think Alabama fans? It's, so it's a mirage because it hasn't been taken away from from Alabama till this year. Alabama hasn't won. They've won one national championship, 2017, in an overtime game against Georgia. It's not like they've been dominating the sport every Can single they beat year. Clemson? They've they've three in the college football playoff, don't they? I I am just telling you guys. What are you talking about? At the end of the day. You can like the NFL, and I understand why it's a fun product. I love the witching hour on NFL Red Zone as much as anybody. It's entertaining, but it doesn't actually affect the outcome of the postseason like everyone wants it to be. It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay? The Bengals went into Arrowhead Stadium, the craziest place to play. And what did your guys' savior say? What did your guys' guy that you guys all love say? He said, I'm not worried about going into Arrowhead Stadium, the loudest NFL stadium by far. I ain't worried about it because I've played at LSU. I've played in the SEC. I've played in more hostile environments than whatever the hell I'm going to so go and So once again, you're talking about what stuff I'm saying that, is, that happens is that outside of the game. Yeah, hang on. So we gotta we got to differentiate. I am going to be talking about what is going on inside a football game. That is a much better product week in, week yeah. out. Oh, you mean to tell me that football. professionals playing are better than the uh, better than college kids, 18 to 22? Is yeah, that, that, that is what we're saying. That is what we're saying. That is what oh. you're saying. So you're, oh, so so you're going to make green. fun of your – you're going to so make – grass is green <laughs> and the sky is blue. Argument. <laughs> what you're is the argument? You're making fun of your own argument. It's a product, okay? Yeah. Let me ask you something. I like when I get a when I get a product. Let me let, let, let's talk high level here. If I get a product from Apple, I like Apple because it's nicely packaged. It looks good when I pull it out. It's kind of fun. It's entertaining. 
Or do you guys just, or do you guys just want to talk about the specs on the hardware of the computer? Oh well, mine's faster than yours. Mine's, mine's, mine's more, mine, mine's better. It's like, so. well, at some point you got to take in the whole thing. And college football, in my opinion, is just a better product as a whole. It is. Why does Paul like college basketball more than the NBA? Why does some people like college basketball more than the NBA? It's not because the game's better. It's not because the guys running around on the floor are just so pristine and good. that, Of course, if you watch the NBA, those guys don't miss hardly. It's a, it's a different product. Well, it's, those are that, oh those. now now since I'm talking about college basketball and you like college basketball you don't like the NBA. No, I was going to say change college, the rules. College basketball and NBA are regional things. You go up to Cleveland, they care more about the NBA because they have an NBA team. In Cincinnati, we care more about college basketball because we have college basketball teams. If you go to, that's a regional thing. Okay, so what you're saying is so, that, in, throw Philadelphia, that they, in, in Philadelphia Street. they can't like the 76ers and Villanova. I, I would be, uh, I would be, I'd be it willing is what to it see. is. We can move oh. on to the next subject because we can talk forever about this. At the end of the day, I prefer the point. product of college football. He, he conceded. That's all we wanted. Yeah, we won. Go ahead and <laughs> no, put that. I mean, I, I, you guys I, might not have won the I, bet, but you won, the, you won that argument right there. Fair. I don't have a whole lot to say about Joe Mixon. I think that everyone's okay. going to get fired up about him. That's cool. You guys, I'm not going to rain on anybody's parade. But, again, it's like – Doomsday around here, and then all of a sudden we're Super Bowl champions, which I, never, I do. I do like that. I never said that. Did I never said. I never, never said, said you that. said that. Why? Why are you getting so excited about it then, Mike Francesa? Because you said people around this office, and the only two people that get hyped up about the Bengals are me and Reed. I unless, think, unless I, you said they're going to the Super Bowl, I certainly didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't either. But so, I, I, Joe so. Mixon, playing well yesterday actually made me mad it made me legitimately mad because now we're going to look back at the end of the year and look at joe mixon's stats and go oh, huh, pretty pretty good had a pretty good little season because he had five touchdowns on one given sunday and meanwhile i want them to draft a new running back this this <laughs> year in the third round because i'm tired of joe mixon i want to get him send him off to who knows where i'm tired of it See, I, I don't know if, it, if yesterday was a product of him or was it a product of Zach Taylor actually coaching a calling, excuse me, calling a good game because it just seemed like the holes were just wide open. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it has nothing to do with Tom, Jimmy's and Tom, Joe's. Tom, no, nothing no, to do, nothing no. to do at all with the two and six shitty Panthers. No, that defensive line is decent. It's not as bad as it I was there as it was last Sunday. It's just not. Unless our offensive line is not as – unless our offensive line is better than what I thought it is. But I have my opinion on the Bengals' offense, and, and Tom and you and on, on his show were talking about, and Tom's been a champion of this for a while, about they, need, they, they won't have any success until they run the ball. And maybe I'm going to lose an argument here because the one time that they run the ball well, well they score 40-plus points and, <laughs> and do it well. But I don't – necessarily think that the Bengals need to run the ball to have a successful offense. I don't think that's a must. And I think that we all are just stuck in the ways of this is how it's always been done. This is how teams have won the Super Bowl. This is how the good teams have won is running the ball. When, in fact, the heart of this team, the reason that everyone's scared of the Bengals is because of the passing game. You think that defensive coaches take one look at Joe Mixon and go like, oh, we can't let him win this uh, beat us tonight. No, they want us. They want the, to hand the ball off to Joe Mixon and rush for two yards. They won't want to let Jamar Chase and T. Higgins go over top. Yeah. I think that this this game 
on Sunday, letting Joe Mixon score five times, have 250 yards of all-purpose yards, which is fantastic, and I'm happy for it. And it's not a coincidence that he rubs shoulders with the Chatterbox crew and just goes out and has his career game. Those are, those are one-in-one things. He should just hang, have us hang around more often. But Can't argue that. He, he, he's gonna, it's going to set us back. It, it really will. Oh, no. Joe Mixon scored five touchdowns. It's going to set the Bengals it's back. Gonna, cause it's, it just a, it's just more weeks of handing it off to him, running into it uh, on uh, second uh, and ten, and running into a wall on second and eight. Agreed. I well, totally wait a minute. You. you turn around and you complain about the fact that they didn't run the ball against the Browns, and then now you're complaining because they're going to hand it. the ball I, off. I never once I said mean, that they, they didn't need to run the ball. You know, I, I, said they need to, I said they need to have a vertical game. I, I agree with you, but the, the issue with that is you have to have a competent play caller, and when you don't have someone that's scheming up routes for you, rub routes, pick routes, whatever you want to call, to get those easy yards, then that scenario that you're talking about is sure. a lot more difficult to, to see. Right. The Bills are a perfect example of it. They don't have a run game Bills except for— stink. Bills don't stink. But the Bills are a perfect example of that. They don't have a great running back, and they're one of the best teams in the league. So, the I liken it to this. And Trace, you play college baseball. You know baseball well. I liken it to this, the Bengals' offense. If you have a plus-plus curveball, typically how most pitchers go about a hitters is they start them off with a fastball early and then break them off later on. When you have a plus-plus curveball – what do you do? You pitch backwards. You throw him the curveball late and then maybe change the speeds to get him out and strike him out on, the, on that pitch. That's how the Bengals, for the longest time in the NFL, people have ran the ball to open up the pass. The Bengals, with their vertical talent, with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, they should be passing the ball to open up the holes for Joe Mixon. I, at the end of the day, I still want to see this offensive line be able to protect the quarterback mm. and be able to actually run the ball when they go against a defensive front that's worth their weight. I mean, that's that's the real test here. I do. I think that the Bengals are are in a situation where they can only beat bad teams. No, I think that there's a chance they can match up against uh, the Chiefs and, and win a football game. I'm really not sure that they can do that against the Bills, and that's where. That's that's where well, the question lies for me. Do you me, think we can't personally. stop them, or do you think their defense will stop us? I think their defense will eat you your eat offense alive. up, yeah, up 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 one down a wall and down the other. It'll be, it'll be looking like the Browns game where you're just like, what happened? Zach Taylor's calling a terrible game. It's like no, just sometimes when it comes down to it, one on one battles at the line of scrimmage more times than not are the mm -hmm. only thing that matter in football. Not always. You can scheme it up a little bit, but guess what? When your left guard or your left tackle, which again I don't watch the Bengals every single week, but there were times during that Bing, uh, Browns game mm, where, they, where that where, was, where that poor dude wasn't even touching guys. Jonah, Jonah, <laughs> Jonah got burnt like twice last week or just this last Sunday. Yeah, he's tough. It's, he's a liability. The interior. Sir of the boy lines. brings up a good point. I do think the Steelers are terrible, so I'm not going to say if the Bengals can beat the Steelers at their back. I'll say this: When do they play the Titans? They play them after the Steelers. So yeah. that's, they play them it's in three, week, three weeks. It's bye week, Steelers, Titans. I'll be down there. So three weeks. That's Let's watch that game and come back and reconvene. Yeah. Let's see what that looks like. I, I agree. I agree with you. I think, I think they need to go seven and four before I can say that they're back or that things are 
looking in the right direction. When but. it comes down to it, this was a win that the Bengals needed to get, and they got it. Correct. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Dusty. Ooh, Dusty. This Paul, was nice to see. Paul, but before we get into Dusty, yeah. you're awfully quiet. How's the over looking? Oh, He's got he's got college hoops on. That's on gotta be looking decent. I mean, now one forty something. So here was my thing. Oh my gosh, Dave. Uh Baylor's winning thirty three ten right now. With six and a half left in the first half. Mississippi Valley State betting on the Delta Devils is a cultural experience. I don't know if you guys have ever done it. I've done it the last few years. These guys are the worst cast of characters ever assembled on a hardwood, and I continually just put my put. I mean, it is just unbelievable <laughs> how bad these guys are at playing basketball. And the fact that they even have 10 <laughs> points right now with six minutes left in the first half is honestly a little surprising. I needed the Delta Devils. I needed the double Ds at 50 points at the end of this game. Fellas, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get there. <laughs> Shout out to Mrs. Shout out to the double Ds. The, man. They they are bad. They are bad. Paul, I love how Paul, it, it is near fifty. Paul, it is twelve thirty eight on a Monday, and Paul is sweating a Mississippi Valley State over right now. That's what I love about sports betting at times is just just the silliness I mean, of it. This over never had a snowball's chance in hell, <laughs> but I will be damned if I'm going to take an under on college basketball's opening day. Ooh, so here we one, are. One would have to ask why you didn't just take the, the other side of the double Ds, if you know what I'm saying. Like, that's a bad yeah, opportunity. 44. Opportunity uh, missed. I don't have a whole lot to say about Dusty. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about him. I, I think that there's something poetic about the fact that that they were able to get it done. Yes, there was this cheating scandal. Yes, the Astros are kind of one of those teams where no one likes because of the situation that happened years ago. Yeah. But a lot of those guys are gone. It's a shame that Altuve's still there because he didn't really help them at all anyways during the whole entire run throughout the playoffs. Bregman and did. And he's probably – Bregman did. But Bregman's a dude, and I think he's proven Bregman's that. Ball but Altuve is the guy that kind of seems like the poster child for the whole thing. He's the one that obviously felt like he was getting the wiretap, didn't want to take a shirt off. He was kind of like the poster child for the cheating scandal. And he's still on the team, so that kind of makes it a little bit of a, a marring image maybe. But Dusty Baker – I think it's safe to say he's the last and only great manager that I've seen the Reds have since I've started following him since yeah. I was alive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the way. I mean, they had Lou Pinilla in the early 90s. But I, I don't. Right, Lou, right. I, I'm, I'm, since then, I, I can't even name most of their managers until bad it's been. But uh, is there anyone in this sport? So after the d next day, you're watching, you wake up, got that extra hour of sleep. So I'm. You wake up an hour early, you don't even use it. Right. You're just watching early morning television, early morning sports, ESPN, Sports Center, all this stuff. And there, every single person, oh, this is so great for Dusty Baker. Is there anyone more beloved in the sport of baseball than Dusty Baker? I don't know. There's not a whole lot of people that say bad things about him. So maybe. No, he's. Don't you feel like uh, not to. Not, this is what happens to baseball so much. And I apologize to Major League Baseball, but. <laughs> The NFL seems like they missed an opportunity there with the whole time change thing, right? If we're going to play those London games and those Germany games uh, at like 8 in the morning, like right. let's let's play those things when we move back an hour. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I've, I feel I've like somebody those. get that up there. Somebody get that up to the headquarters. They'll be having that thing next year will be implemented. The the 9.30 slate on the NFL, and this is the only thing I'll say about it, is awesome except for when your team plays in it because then it's brutal. Um, but, yeah, Dusty Baker, should he retire? Yes. Yes. Does anybody think that he should? What another one? Heck, you got – I mean, who has a better roster than the Astros? The Dodgers, maybe? I mean, you got to at some, at some point just 
step away. And if you want to be a part of the team, go ahead and take some kind of whatever management roles from, from a front office that means nothing. You just come and go as you please and you do whatever you want. But if, if it gets down towards the postseason, yes, sir, boy. maybe you can make some 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 suggestions. But no, sir, 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 boy's on my side. Let's win another. Let's have Dusty win another. I mean, I will say this. Everyone was okay with the Astros winning the World Series because Dusty, you wanted Dusty to win one. If Dusty's still in the seat next year, the Astros are back to being hated again. I mean, no one's going to want the Astros to win next year because you've got no, you've got no positive of, of them winning. Yeah. Well, you know the funny thing was, the Astros had all this public, you know, sentiment on their side. They had Dusty. It's kind of like where you talk about how sometimes when you go to a baseball game and you think what's the most exciting part of a baseball game and it's you know a fan makes a crazy catch on a foul ball in the stands <laughs> yeah. or somebody runs on the field and a lot of times they'll say like the most exciting thing that happened was something that didn't happen actually in the game well that's kind of how it felt like this the most excited the the, the people that you were most excited for was Dusty Baker, who was not a player, and Mattress Mac, who was sitting in the first row of the stands, million. winning $75 million. Neither one of those guys right. are on the field contributing to the team literally winning the game. And I know Dusty's managing, but you get my point. Right. Here's the thing about Mattress Mac, though. Him winning $75 million, most that anyone's ever won on a sports bet, on the Astros winning. I don't care a whole lot for his bets because they're hedges. Yeah, they're all hedges. Yeah. They're all hedges. Yeah. Because... He puts on that promotion at right. his stores, and that's how he does it. Is he hedges it if it goes the other way? So he's not truly betting. Like, yeah, it's a marketing. He's a marketing genius, kind of in a way. Right. Paul, can you tell me one more time what this line is? What What's the total of this? Uh, this the total. Uh, we're We're looking at one forty-two and a half. All right, we, we got a long a, way to go. No, we got a chance there, Paul. Um, all right, let's jump to college basketball. Why not? All yeah. Right. College so, basketball. Starts today? It starts today. Paul, yeah. what time you got to report down to the CentOS Center? Uh, Paul is the is the CentOS Center in-game host. Yeah. Yeah, if you want if anybody's gonna be there, want a free t-shirt, Joseph Auto Group Baltos. We'll get him up to the two hundreds. You're not gonna be there tonight. You got a good arm. I will not be there tonight. Got the coaches show tonight. All right. Gotta get the Rams, gotta get the Rams excited. Rams faithful excited for Wapak and Edel, which by right. the way, I I asked you this yesterday. Who's a more important alumni? Neil Armstrong from Wapakoneta or Reed Mouse from Bain High School? Well, I don't see Neil Armstrong giving me winners. That's true. There it is. I'll go Reed <laughs> Mouse. Uh, yeah, I'll be down there, I don't know, probably 6, six or 6.30 or something. Probably I'll go straight from here down there. And I mean, yeah, there's, there's not a ton of really good games. Though. I think that's a, a shame. College basketball has such an opportunity with the way they start. They used to start on Tuesdays because of voting. Now they start on Mondays. They used to do the Champions Classic. They're not doing that now. They're just you're not really seeing a lot of marquee early season games. Coaches are afraid to schedule the big game, which I understand. They don't really have any incentive to, especially now that they've gone to the the quad systems. And we don't need to get into all of that. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I always liked having that little kick in the beginning of the year, and now we're now you don't. But do you, do you think they do that because they realize that you know their sport doesn't matter a whole lot till January, <laughs> like? Yeah, I mean, you're always looking for the non-conference opportunities, and now a lot of these coaches. Now you see John Calpari at Kentucky. They don't play in the Kentucky. You, you you don't really ever see Kentucky go and play in in these early season tournaments like Maui or yeah. or this year PK85 or any of those. You don't you don't really see Kentucky going down and playing in those. And Kentucky always played in the Champions Classic, 
So, uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I, I, I missed that. I think that was a good early season event. Um, and, you know, they played at Madison Square Garden. And uh, we're missing out on that this year, in my opinion. But it is what it is. College basketball's back. Great time, uh, great time to be alive. College kids making free throws, missing free throws, and bricking threes. Yeah, it's a better, it's a better, it's better product than NBA because the pageantry oh, oh, around around the crowd, the crowd gets into it. Right, the crowd really gets. You don't see that at they the try NBA. on defense. I mean, they play music at NBA <laughs> games. They just have a during the game, right? Just you don't hear. I mean, they got it. The fans yeah. get into it, right? I agree, Trace. Will Xavier and UC make the tournament? Will either one of them, will both of them make the tournament this year? I don't I don't think UC will make the tournament. UC in year two. I just, unless some of these transfers and they mesh well, that's the weird thing about college basketball now is you have so many of the, the guys that are in the transfer portal and they go from one program to the next and you're trying to figure out, you know, what does that look like from a meshing standpoint? Not that many people kind of have what I would call chemistry early on in the year. That's why I like Dayton so much, really. I mean, Dayton returns all five guys. That matters to me. I think that's a big deal. Um, and the fact that Dayton wasn't all that bad last year. They were a pretty, pretty solid team. Um, Xavier's a wild card because I think Sean Miller is a dude. And I also think that they weren't a bad team last year. They just had a situation they where they were nationally got, invited champions. They got in they got in their own head. They got in their own head. Towards the end of the year, they couldn't get out of their own way. I mean, they went so far to where Travis Steele was out there doing blind resumes in, in the locker room yeah. trying to get them out of their own head so bad. I mean it was tough. It yeah. was it was it a situation a... where they just you just seen it coming every every week mm. too. You you just that mm. that snowball was growing and growing and growing, and there was people trying to jump out in front of it, and that thing just was not going <laughs> to stop. It was, it was not going to stop. So to answer your question, I think that Xavier has a chance. Um, so I'm going to be optimistic and say that they will get in. As what? Give me give me a guess on a oh, seed. Man, yeah, I want I want you to pinpoint the seed. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Paul, I think I think Xavier gets in. I had him going twenty and eleven this year and twelve and eight in the conference. I think for UC, it's just like we're not hearing a ton about Landers Nolly right now, and he's going to be such a big part of that team. Rob Finnessy, these guys that are coming in, transfers into the program. I mean, Hoosier. Yeah, it's it, the thing about UC, and I, I know Brandon sitting here would probably have a comment on it too. I, I, I to me, like you're going, you're going to Hawaii. Right, you, you're going to have mm -hmm. some. You're going to have some big opportunities on your schedule. The problem is, you're probably not going to be favored in any of them. Houston, to me, is a national championship contending team that might be my pick to win the national championship this year. Uh, Houston is unbelievably good this year, and if you see what UC is going to have to do is they're going to have to win one of those Houston, Memphis. You know, it, like yeah, Arizona out in out in Hawaii. They're going to have to win one of those because the AAC is not good enough this year to go. You know, twenty twenty like Ken Palm twenty one and eight, but all eight losses are against you know two against Memphis, two against Houston, right? Three in Hawaii. That's not going to that's not going to get you in. You're going to have to have something. I can you see do it? You know, I don't know it. Wes Miller is going to have to do something this year to take a step forward because he's got the recruits coming in next year, but they're also going to the Big 12, which is the best basketball conference in the country. Kansas, everybody else. We don't. So 
I just I, I think this is a big year for West to to take a step in that. And I think they have the ability to make the tournament, but they gotta win one of those. You know, you can't lose to like a like a temple or a something like that. You see needs a couple guys to stand out that you didn't expect them to be as good as they were, right? Like a guy like Rob Fennessy who's stuck in an Indiana program to where Perhaps whatever, whether it was nerves or whether it was role or whether whether it was just uncomfortability within that program, a guy like that that comes over to UC and he flourishes. And you didn't expect him to be that good because he didn't show himself to be that good when he was at Indiana. Or the kid they have coming from Memphis, give me his name if someone knows it off the top of my head. I don't know it. Who? Um, they, had a, they had a portal kid come over from Memphis, I believe. Come on, guys. No? No. All right. Well, nonetheless, they're gonna, they have a couple portal kids that are coming over. That, oh, Paul. this year? Yes, isn't it? Isn't it Landers Nolly? Nolly, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. Landers. Okay, I, I just talked uh, about him. I didn't know if I was missing somebody. That okay? Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm saying those are the types of guys that are gonna have to be above and beyond what you thought they would be. And then yeah. maybe you got an impact. For, I don't know if they have an impact freshman, but maybe they have an impact. Oh, freshman. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll have an impact freshman that comes in and plays well. But anyway, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be down anybody that I should be, but. Casey, I want I we got some breaking news. Breaking news going on in the NFL. Okay. Get, go, Casey, can you do your best breaking? Just give me a sound yep. effect Alex for a breaking Wallace. news. I just I just in. want a sound effect. That's all I want from you. You want a sound effect? Yeah, I want no, you. No, to no, no. Let, I want to hear what he was about to do. I was gonna yeah. go. Breaking news. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. All right. The breaking news is the Colts who fired their head coach earlier today. Thanks, Alex Wallace, for bringing this up. They just hired Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. That's big time. Man, what a, what a hiring committee that was, or a search, I should say. Right, just, just, I mean, just firing off. Peyton Manning, the offensive coordinator, I guess, too. Marvin, <laughs> Marvin Harrison, special teams. We got the whole crew coming back together, baby. Heck yeah. Marvin Harrison might play. I think they need Peyton Manning to see if he can sling it. You know that one uh, clip of – Peyton Manning, and he's arguing with Jeff Saturday, and he goes, just run the damn plays. Quit calling the plays. That's right, yes. Now he gets to call the plays. Way That's to right. go, Jeff. <laughs> What's the call the plays. <laughs> What's the who, – who's he – there's that clip of Peyton Manning scrambling, like when he was in his Colts, and he was mic'd up, and immediately the pocket collapsed, and you just hear him in the mic'd up go – God damn it, Donald! As <laughs> he's just sprinting away, <laughs> whoever the tight, whoever the tackle was, just completely missed his block. I always think of that when I think of old Peyton Manning. But Jeff Saturday, hey, he, he knows. Good for Peyton. Jeff. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Good for Jeff. He's he's, he's got a good good thing going. Say next mo. Let's get oh, to it. Yeah, let's finish it up. Let's so wrap this thing. So up. you wanted to bring this in. I did. Yeah, I thought this was funny. We were at this game. Um, do we have the clip? Can yes. we play the clip first? Yeah, go ahead. So we were at this game. It's twenty-one seven. Saint X Moeller marquee game. You know, this two of the most audio. big. I yeah, it does. It just okay. has yeah, audio from the really. game, but it doesn't really matter. Here it is. It's 21-7. First, first, first look isn't the greatest. They got a little second one right here. Not, not this one, but the next one's a pretty good look. So we were in that end zone right here, and we all stood up collectively in unison after this play because it was an incredible catch. Watch Mostum. Paul at the bottom too. Mostum. Watch Paul. Hold on a second, the second, the second part. This is my favorite thing of the, of the clip. I, Paul's head might get cut off from the bottom thing, but ah. Oh. Oh, but anyways, Paul, <laughs> Paul was beside was himself. 
Paul, you were beside yourself. In that call. So that play would have made it 21-14, would have made it a one-score game. St. X would have had the momentum. Seven minutes to go. They call <laughs> offensive pass interference on this. And I put this tweet up, and I didn't put it out there making an argument for one thing or another. I just put it out. This was called offensive pass interference. My opinion of it was it was a terrible call, or else I wouldn't have tweeted it. But I didn't put it out there to argue with Mueller fans or say next. No. And I got about 50 replies, and the best of which... See, I had exactly – I had 15 replies, but the best of which was this Bearcat sports fanatic saying, show a better angle when he actually <laughs> did push off. And he said, you can clearly see his arms pushing down off. I can't clearly see anything there. That is the worst picture that has ever been taken in the history of cameras. What You can clearly see that pushed off. That is, you can you can zoom and enhance on that. Trace started counting the pixel on his hands. I love the response to the tweet from some from Tiffany that says you literally can't even see the players in this photo. How is this a better angle? Yes, it is. <laughs> Let's be honest. The guy missed the call, and the kid went up and made a play on the football. I don't care if he bumped him or not. I didn't have a dog in the fight. I could care less for the most part who wins, who loses. Um, I thought that was a point in the game where St. X had a chance to kind of tighten the screws down a little bit, maybe get to a point where Moeller was getting a little nervous. I do think no one can argue that Moeller's the better team. Moeller's right. going to win that football game more than likely. It would have been nice to see the end of it, though. It would have been nice to see what it would have been if those screws really did get tightened down because it would have been a seven-point game. Yep. How much time was left on the clock? Seven, seven and a half minutes. About seven minutes on the clock. So we had well, there was time, plenty, plenty of time. time. And the again, hit. because the pass interference, it made it third and thirty. Yeah, it took them out of their drive. And, and what's was, crazy? Game was over. What's crazy is that same guy had a chance to kind of right his wrong, in my opinion. I'm not saying you should make makeup calls or nothing like that, but you could yeah. clearly make an argument that there was pass interference on the very next play against Moeller. That yeah. would have given St. X an automatic first down, at least, if nothing else, and gotten him off the hook a little bit. And he swallowed the flag on that one, or swallowed the whistle, mm -hmm. ate the flag, or whatever you to call it. But uh, that was a tough call. Tough, tough call for the Bombers. Let me tell you who's not sorry for him, though. And I'm not Bearcat sorry for sports him. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bearcat sports fanatic, who I got called a bomber crybaby, and... Bear, he, he said what's laughable is that y'all are crying about a call that was correct and still lost. Man. I mean, it's like we, you, first of all, put out a tweet that was very, very, like, vague. You didn't, right. you didn't want to appear like you were – you didn't even want to appear clearly that you were, quite frankly, saying it was a bad call. You just, just put it on it there. It was a controversial call, and I said what the call was. I showed the picture. Right. And it was a call. Yeah, that was a huge point in that game. Uh, Spirit Cat brought that up. It, it was. It was one of those calls where it's like almost as if like um, in college basketball or even I guess the NBA. I don't watch the NBA enough, though. But you have a team that's making a run, and they're like the, you can see yeah. the momentum. It's building and building and building, and there's this block charge call, and it's an and one, and they call yeah. it they call it the opposite way of the team that's making the run, and it mm -hmm. just feels like oh yeah that yeah. that was the that was it. There went our entire run that we were making, yep. and if it was we were one call away from just getting that thing going even better. Mm -hmm. But yeah, well, that was fun. I yes. mean, 
I, I do think that uh, you guys should have some fun there on the old uh, Natsupiki. That's yeah. coming up right now, right, Paul? Yeah. Coming up right now. Coming up right now. You guys so. got the countdown clock still? Yeah, we do. It's uh, We're, we're going to rock it through this one today. 15 minutes. All right, I'm going to set it up right minutes, now. Heck yeah. 115. 115. Hey, we're going to beat the we're going to beat the timer. What? 144, right? Okay, the live total right now is at 156. What so was, what was the number? What was the number that you gave? 142, but I'm telling you. No, 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 listen. Now listen. Okay. Baylor might score, okay? Yeah. 115 points. Yeah. You need the double Ds. I don't know if we can get you, there. You need the double Ds to get you what? Is that 30? I need double D's getting to at least 40 to make me feel good. No, they don't need to get to 40s. So I'm not the only one who does that then. When you bet an over in a college basketball game, I am actively looking at the live Every, line. Everybody. Everyone does oh. that. Okay. Everybody's just to that. make sure just okay. to make sure you're on pace. Yeah. Because it's kind of hard to know. Like in college basketball, you're like, I feel like I'm on pace here. Right. What does Vegas think? And if it's above the line, I you're think like, the right, double okay. D's get to 48. We're going to be sweating this okay. one. Okay. That's well, what we're doing a short that, show. That we got to catch the second half of this tilt. Yeah. All, All right, right, guys. Guys, thanks, Trey. Let's go. See ya. NFL's better. <laughs> Such a bad take. Can't believe that you have that take. <laughs>